Hello, and welcome back to Climbing the Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we'll be talking about Frozen 2. As always, we'll give you one last chance to go check out this movie if you'd like to do so before the episode. Go on and check it out, come on back, and we'll be ready to discuss it. Having harnessed her ever-growing power after lifting the dreadful curse of the eternal winter, the beautiful conjurer of snow and ice, Queen Elsa, now rules the peaceful kingdom of Arendelle, enjoying a happy life with her sister, Princess Anna. However, a melodious voice that only Elsa can hear keeps her awake, inviting her to the mystical enchanted forest that the sister's father told them about long ago. Now, unable to block the thrilling call of the secret siren, Elsa, along with Anna, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven, summons up the courage to follow the voice into the unknown, intent on finding answers in the perpetually misty realm in the woods. More and more, an inexplicable imbalance is hurting not only her kingdom, but the neighboring tribe of Nordoldra. Elsa must put her legendary magical skills to good use to restore peace and stability. The more... I watched this the movie this week. The le- the less I liked it. Yeah, I was I, the same way. Like even the first time, I wasn't like a huge like. Oh my god, this is amazing! No, it was more of like, okay, this movie's all right. I prefer the first one. It's funny because for some reason I was dreading watching this movie. Like I knew I like I knew I enjoyed it when I went to see it in the theaters and it wasn't bad, but like I just had no desire to like put this movie on or at all during the week. I think and it's because we knew that since we are watching it critically and reviewing it, we already like kinda had that subconscious of Oh, this isn't as good as the first movie. <laughs> this is going to have so many issues. I will admit, after I put it on the first time, within a couple of minutes, that dread like completely lifted just once like that first song hit. And I'm like, all right, this is nice again. But then after watching it a bit more a few times, I'm like, there's too many issues in this. I can't. It's still not a bad movie. Overall, it's not horrendous, but it's definitely I mean, not going to be one of We've had Home my... on the Range. I mean, worse. <laughs> It's it's just not going to be one of my favorite movies, but it's still a decently put together movie, at least for the most yeah. part. We do have our fun facts as usual. We're going to jump on into those. All right, let's do it, it. We did not have any conspiracies. Frozen 2, all it did was debunk all of the conspiracies we had from Frozen yeah. 1. So, <laughs> yeah. So, no conspiracies, unfortunately. So, let's just get into our fun facts. Uh, the North Aldra's tribe culture is inspired by the Sami people who are indigenous to Norway, Sweden, Finland, and northern Russia. Disney signed a formal agreement with Sami representatives who promote the group's rights internationally. They formed an advisory group of artists, historians, elders, and political leaders. The Northern Sami language dub is called Jiknon Tu. Okay, that's pretty cool that that tribe was based off a real life tribe yes that is very nice and i do love the fact that they actually like came to like an agreement with this tribe and like worked on promoting their culture and worked on Mm -hmm. like doing things properly and getting all the proper history and all kind of stuff about it correct yeah like watching it i wouldn't think that it was like you know not necessarily making fun of a certain tribe but like it wasn't 
just like being prejudiced or no, that's not the right word either. <laughs> it slipped my mind, but they weren't like treating any kind of group bad. No, and it's also a huge step up in the way Disney has been treating these like kind of tribes and stuff as well. Because you look at how the they represented even just like the Native American tribes all the way back in Peter Pan and like Peter stuff Pan like that. And Pocahontas and all that. And now you have all the stuff they did with Brother Bear, like working with those tribes and all the, tri- the stuff they're doing with these tribes. Like it's a huge improvement and like it's really nice to see that they're making those efforts now to to be more like correct about the stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. The song used to call Elsa to the Enchanted Forest is, type, is a type of Scandinavian herding call called Kolning. It was used briefly in the first discourse of the first movie, and in, for, in Frozen 2, the Kolning that is central to the plot is performed by the Nor- Norwegian singer Aurora. Yeah, so I knew about Aurora being in the movie, just because yeah. I found out about Aurora because of this movie. <laughs> I found out about her on Facebook, like, a couple... It was last year, I think. Like, I found, like, some interviews of her, and she's just incredibly entertaining to watch. But Well, oh, yeah. besides her music, she is very incredibly talented as a musical artist, but her interviews are just, like, some of the greatest bits of entertainment there's so, that you There's ever... so much fun. And, yeah, like, <laughs> a lot of her music's been popping up lately. Yeah. Like, I'll find it on TikTok, I'll... Just be scrolling through YouTube like, oh, hey, look, an Aurora song. <laughs> I I do love her. She's she's great. <laughs> and the fact that they used her for like that iconic singing note throughout this was so cool. Young Aduna asks young Agnar what he's reading, and he says, some Danish author. His, new, his book shows the silhouette of Ariel from The Little Mermaid, which is originally written by Danish author Hans Christian Andersen. Anderson also wrote The Snow Queen, which the story of the Frozen films are loosely based off. Okay, that that's kind of a neat little nod to the uh, author. Yeah, I thought that was great. It's funny because like, when he said that joke originally, I was like, that has to be who they're talking about. And I, like, I couldn't even see the, the silhouette of the little, like Ariel on there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's hilarious that they, that, they're making that's note pretty cool. of the author. <laughs> Since Elsa was never barefoot in the original Frozen, the animators didn't bother giving her toes then, so they had to completely remodel her feet with toes for this movie. <laughs> I thought that was a funny little... Okay, that's that's pretty funny. It's stuff that you don't think about, though. It's like, you're not animating like toes. characters on. that normally wear shoes, yeah. they don't have toes. <laughs> so the fact that they had to add, like, completely remodel that and that like change it is pretty pretty entertaining <laughs> in the beginning when young, young anna and Elsa are playing with snow figurines a figure representing vmx from big hero 6 can be spotted in addition to one re- resembling toro to, totoro from my neighbor totoro and also a little elephant that looks like dumbo and it's no white figure i need to go back and actually look at that because I didn't catch any of those. <laughs> I saw those, the the Dumbo one, and I vaguely caught the Snow White one, but I did not see the other ones at all. You didn't see Baymax or Totoro? No. <laughs> but I did definitely see Dumbo. It's the one she's, they're playing with, the little snow figures. in The, the, mo- of the one I paid the most attention to was the giraffe. <laughs> and then she goes, what sound does a giraffe make? Oh, who cares? <laughs> 
Elsa is the only Disney princess or queen to have her own nationally issued and used currency. Kristoff uh, purchases items at a store in Arendelle with two coins showing Elsa's silhouette, a silhouette similar to the one on the flags outside of the castle on Elsa's coronation day. So, so Elsa, she has her own money. Yeah, Elsa's the only Disney princess, well, queen, I guess, to, to have her own money. <laughs> I think only, no. I don't know if she's the only Disney character to have her own money like that. That's... I don't, I don't, I can't think of anyone else that, like, because everyone else is at least usually just becoming king or queen. And this, she's been queen for about three years now, because this yeah. takes place three years after the original. But, I mean, yeah, I can't think of any of the other characters that are on money. I thought that was pretty, pretty neat, though. So. Yeah, for real. Uh, on the tap of, top of the map, the sisters find when searching the remains of their parent ship, the text reads MDCCCXL. This is Roman numerals for 1840. The Snow Queen, the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale that's basis for the movie, was originally published in 1844. Okay. So another cool little nod to the original play. Well, well the book worked, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> fairy tale. <laughs> uh, my last fun fact, this one I just... Though it was absolutely ridiculous, but I had to throw it in there because it's funny. Uh, Olaf's statement that turtles can breathe out of their butts is actually a real phenomenon known as colloquial respiration and occurs within several species, including painted box turtles, eastern snapping turtles, and Fitzroy river turtles. Yeah, see, so I knew this because I used <laughs> we'd have to read books in school. And teachers yeah. would just have random books. And I read that in a book one time. <laughs> and whenever I heard that in the movie the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They do. <laughs> I loved it. All of his facts were like as ridiculous facts that we were given was true. Like yeah. one of his other things was like he said was like wombats have square poop, which is also true. They, yes, they do. Uh, this statement he made was just trying to cheer Anna up when she was feeling sad about Elsa later on in the movie but it was just completely random I'm like I love that there's actually truth to this <laughs> and it's just Olaf being ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, but a short list of fun facts yeah I couldn't find too many but like on this episode but I think they were all pretty interesting at least uh, there, there is still fun ones they were actual fun <laughs> facts so with that being said, let's go ahead and jump on into our scoring then. All right, let's do it. What do you have for your story score? For my story score, I have an 80. We're already starting off with that four-point difference because oh I have gosh. an 84. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't a terrible story. It wasn't the worst story, but, but it was also not anything groundbreaking or new or incredible. Yeah, there and, and there were times where it was just... I felt like things were just kind of thrown in for extra time. Yeah. And then once they did that, they kind of had to like, oh, yeah, we have to end the movie. <laughs> so they threw everything together uh, and it didn't work out well. The The ending of the movie was my biggest issue with this. Mm -hmm. Ugh, it was just so terribly put together in the ending. There was just so many questions, so many things that made no sense. So, I mean, let's just start off with that 
and make that our easy like starting point of topics. Because I have a whole list of issues about the ending that I want to go through. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of the movie is like nothing terrible. No. Big issue number one was Elsa just hearing herself singing the entire time, being that she was the fifth spirit. So what I think is it was really the spirit of her mother who was once the fifth spirit. Because, you know, we see her mother in a reflection during the song. Yeah. But other than that, they don't really explain it. So it's there fair was... to think that it was just Elsa hearing her. No sister. explanation in this at all. Like <laughs> it, the whole time, it's like, we have to find out what the fifth spirit is. We have to figure it out. Why am I hearing this? And it's her the entire time. Like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> they couldn't, couldn't elaborate on that at all. Yeah. Also, all these problems were started because Elsa's grandpa was a bigot. Yeah. Like, yeah, just about. He was just trying to stop them from using magic because he didn't trust it at all. And then he decides to start the war. Like, yeah, we just find out that Elsa's grandfather is the cause of all this. Like, could the spirits not just destroy the dam themselves? Yeah, it, <laughs> it didn't didn't make any sense as to why everyone suffer well i guess it does kind of make sense but everyone suffers now because of elsa's grandpa like, yeah elsa's grandpa is a disney villain <laughs> oh don't even get me started on that because i'm throwing elsa under the bus again this week when oh we get into gosh. characters once we get into characters it's on i'm going after elsa because i have some things <laughs> but we're not up to that yet so uh, more stuff they didn't explain. Elsa freezing and dying yeah. for no apparent reason when she's well, the Ice Queen. Because she went too far. <laughs> you don't go far, you freeze. <laughs> like, there was just no explanation as to why she starts freezing or I where. I see the ice was like a cocoon. And then once she unfreezes, bam, beautiful butterfly, beautiful <laughs> ice spirit. Like, <laughs> what kind of spirit is she supposed to be? She is the ice spirit. Because... I'm guessing ice spirit, but like, yeah. it never explains the title of no the fifth spirit. But it's you would assume like that's wind. fire. You would assume it would be ice because that's what she is. You know, I would think it'd be earth, wind, fire, September. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then water. <laughs> and then water <laughs> also Elsa now all of a sudden wants Anna's help after she's dying and pushed her away like yeah. she freezing to the and then she decides to cry out, cry out for Anna like you could have had Anna there helping you the entire time but nah you wanted to push her away and well it's a good thing Anna wasn't there cause Anna would have been dragged along with her yeah but still I mean like that whole time, she's like, doesn't want anything to do with Anna and wants to do everything on her own. And now, all of a sudden, it's too late, and then she wants to decide to call out for Anna. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. You should have thought about that before you pushed her away. And <laughs> um, then she, like, sends a message to Anna with the the frozen memories or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Which Anna put a lot of this, that stuff together without having any context to that at all. Like she sees the the, yeah. the statue of her grandfather stabbing the unarmed person, but then all of a sudden she's like, "The damn wasn't a gift. It was it was a, a distraction." Like how are you putting all of that together just from this one little tiny piece it's of information? Huh? It's a trap. <laughs> it was a trap, but yes. I'm like, how is she putting all of this information together from that one lady, little tiny like hint that Elsa sent to her? Because plot armor, duh. <laughs> we're not, we're not using plot armor here. <laughs> <laughs> and one other thing about that scene, yes. Why did they have to make Olaf's death so depressing? Because they need to add some kind of emotion. Because. <laughs> When Elsa no. died, like, okay, she froze. That's exactly. It. That's why, because then they know people aren't going to care about Elsa you know, dying. She's the main character. But, like, <laughs> yeah, no, she's just going to freeze. We're good. Yeah. It's Olaf, not. It's... He gets his whole monologue. He gets his whole, like, sad let's, thing. Let's be honest. Who do you care about dying more, Anna or Olaf? Sven. I mean, Elsa or Olaf? Probably Olaf, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I could be, I would have been fine with. Elsa staying frozen in that cavern for the rest of time. Olaf, I really wanted him to come back, and I'm glad he didn't. But, like, they had to make it dramatic for someone, because that's who we cared about, was was Olaf. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, once the dam is destroyed, suddenly Elsa's unfrozen. Yeah, no, no no explanation of that. Like, I guess his parents went, okay, Arendelle, Arendelle deserves to be saved, so well, also, go save him. Before that, Anna decides to run right into the middle of the dam as she's trying to destroy it. Like, you know you're trying to take this thing down. Why would you run right into the center of it? I mean, I guess she was trying to, to lure the, the earth giants to hit it. But, like, she could have did that from the edge of the dam instead of, like, right in the middle of the, the dam. I think she was just ready to sacrifice herself. But, like, yeah, I'm sure there could have been a better way to... Like, let me go stand right in the middle of this thing that they're trying to tear... I'm trying to get them to tear down so that I have to jump and save myself at the last second. But, yes, Elsa coming back to save Arendelle also kind of defeated the whole, like, point of the lesson that they were trying to teach of, like... Wasn't Arendelle being destroyed the whole, like, sacrifice that needed to be made because of Arendelle, like, destroying the, the what's it called? The, the tribe. Yeah. The, the North Aldra people. Like, there's, there's no retaliation for the North Aldra people now. No, because I guess everything got fixed. The fog was <laughs> lifted and... The spirits were happy. The, so Nord, like, the Nord Ultra people just have to accept the fact that they were betrayed and like... Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. Elsa's allowed to save Arendelle. Yeah. Well, she's the fifth spirit. She can choose to do whatever she wants now. <laughs> well, she made it seem like that... Uh, I don't, what What's the, the place called? The, the, fro- the glacier place. Anna... Um, I should have. I took, forgot to write that down. I should have taken note of that too. But yeah, the frozen river. Yeah, the, she said she made it seem like they said it's all right for her to go and save Arendelle now, and they didn't have to sacrifice Arendelle. Yeah, 
Which I mean, that's good. Happy ending. Happy ending, but like, I mean, did they really learn a lesson? <laughs> I feel like instead, Arendale should have been destroyed, and they'd be like, you know what, we're gonna rebuild it somewhere else. Exactly, and that's when they could have like rebuilt it with the with the the, the people from mm-hmm. the like the and the spirits could have came along and helped out. Yeah, but no, nah, the people from Arendale don't learn any of this. <laughs> And the thing that bothered me the most about the ending, yes. which wasn't even a big thing, but it felt like it was just thrown in there, was Kristoff's marriage proposal. <laughs> like, okay, everything's saved. I'm just going to do this quick. Will you marry me? I mean, he was trying to do it throughout the entire movie. I know, but like, was they kind of just... They should give him a speech of some kind. Like, look, I've been trying to do this this whole time. He should have been ranting about it. But no, just straight up, I'm just doing it right here, right now. Well, he didn't want to run into any more problems. So he was just trying to get it out of the way. <laughs> but it kind of just felt like they just threw it in there. It was like, oh, yeah, he's been trying to do this the whole movie. I mean, the whole Ven Anna relationship was kind of like a big mix up in this movie. And it was like, I'll get into that in the characters. But I'm like, they really like toned down the character of Sven and Anna. You mean Kristoff? Kristoff, yes. I don't know why. I'm being... Sven I'm being, was the same character as always. I'm being Olaf right now. I'm calling <laughs> Sven. They're <Christoph>. both Sven. <laughs> but yeah, Kristoff, they just kind of like dumbed him down a lot. And same thing with Anna. They like just took their characters. And... Less part of a... Yeah, Kristoff had less part of the story than the first one, but more singing. Yeah, yeah, he did, but that, that that's <laughs> another issue I'll get to when we get into atmosphere. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the ending of the movie itself was just a big, giant disaster. Of, it was like, a big them, mess of, oh crap, we need to finish this up. Them Let's trying to wrap everything up without having anything to like tie it together with. <laughs> yeah. Uh just, I guess, quickly running through the, the actual story itself. Uh, I want to say that uh, Elsa's, Elsa and Anna's father yes. did a really good job telling that story of his time in the Enchanted Forest. He did. That like, was a great story. That, that was a great... That was great storytelling and skills. Young young Anna and Elsa are also still just as adorable as they were in the first movie. Oh, yeah. We also did learn that Elsa had control of her powers the entire time, and she was like making all those snow creatures and making all those things. Yeah, so, she had control over it. So to an extent, she knew what she was doing with her powers. I guess she just kind of like it was just once, taking over her. I think once she accident, like in the first movie when she accidentally hit Anna, yeah. that's when she kind of started losing control because she started doubting herself. Probably. But, like, they could have explained that a bit better in in the first movie. Well, I mean, they probably didn't think about that in, during the second movie. <laughs> Why did Elsa not just create ice when they were playing charades? I know. She has the power to just freeze her hand. And, like, she could have easily... Like, and, instead, she's just... She's making all these the... weird motions. <laughs> and then I could kind of see that she was, like, skiing. Yeah. But, like, before she started spacing off, because she heard the the singing, like, she could have at least just, just made ice. Boom, there's ice. <laughs> but, 
no, she's just going to do all these weird motions and, like, mm-hmm. fail. And, like, you can't call it cheating because Olaf did all of that <laughs> stuff. Did, which, that was amazing. <laughs> hey, Olaf is a great cherry player. <laughs> oh, I I really loved when he was, like, being Elsa, just <laughs> <laughs> strutting around the room. <laughs> Elsa's face during that was also hilarious, too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, and then... When you talk about like, you know, Kristoff's story was like he was trying to propose the whole time and like yes. trying to confess his love and all that. Mm-hmm. But Olaf's story was all about just getting older. Yeah. And then they kind of just dropped that a yeah. little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was just him trying to like he kept saying, oh, I'll figure it out when I'm older or I'll understand this at a different point. We did get some growth from him, like he learned to read now, and he <laughs> yeah, he learned to read. Um, he learned how to be mad, <laughs> which I don't blame him on that one. No, but Arendelle had a great evacuation plan set up for that. The fact that they got everyone away so safely and easily, yeah, from that well, the, the town wind being destroyed, the wind spirit helped. Did it? Yeah, it was pushing them toward. Where they needed to go. Yeah, but I don't know. They were still like, they all meant the fact that they all managed to get out that easily and like no one was left behind, not even like someone just like still asleep in their bed, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, were they ready? Everyone's just ready to go at any point? Or were they have been they pra- I mean, been practicing where, these where drills? They were located. They probably already had a plan in case like some kind of storm came by and was like going to flood the town <laughs> also none of them were phased by the rock troll showing up to talk to Anna and Elsa because have they ever seen the rock trolls before because no, Anna, Anna has never seen like the first time in a movie Anna had never seen the rock trolls when she met them the first time mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden it just shows up to talk to them I mean it's been three years since the first movie maybe they had some introduction <laughs> with them already that wasn't touched upon, but maybe it's something that could have happened already. Like, oh, we know of their existence now. I guess. And maybe, like, they knew about it, like, before they forgot about the magic and all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. That's possible. But I'm like, oh, these guys are just coming into town now. Like, it's nothing. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I like how um, when Elsa was uh, saying that she was going to go to the forest and try to find out what was wrong and all that she's like anna you can't come with me and anna goes look i survived a frozen heart i i climbed that dang mountain to save you yeah i mean anna definitely been through a lot it's not like she can't handle herself yeah but elsa's trying to treat her like that i mean which anna was the one to save the day again yeah I mean, Anna, again, this, I don't know, see this, I have this in my story notes, but it also kind of ties into characters. But, like, Elsa, later on in the movie, before, like, she sends Anna away to her potential death, like, by kicking her down the the floating, the freezing Mm -hmm. raft. Yeah. She's like, canoe, canoe, yes. (laughs) See, she goes on about uh, 
not wanting Anna to be hurt and not wanting Anna to die and all this. But, like, Anna just gave the same exact speech to her. So why is it right for Elsa to to not protect, to, to be protecting Anna, but Anna can't protect Elsa? Yeah. Like, it's very well, hypocritical Elsa's of her. Elsa's thought was, look, I have these powers, you don't. Yeah, but still, it's it's very hypocritical for her to be like, listen, I can't, you can't protect me, I have to protect you instead. Plus, maybe that's like, like the older sibling kind of deal. Like, I'm older than you, I'm going to protect you. Yeah, well, I mean... I don't know. Well, then she potentially sends Anna away to her death by sending her down that... into that canoe. Like, did she not think that true? Like, she could have just, like, went flying off of a cliff in that canoe. Yeah. Like, she had no clue. She just kicked it off and sent it flying and didn't give any regards to where it was actually going. You're right. Elsa's a Disney villain. Again. See? That's what I'm, what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I I believe I firmly believe that. She had no... This was the second... She did the first... In the first movie. She sends mm-hmm. the friggin' giant snow creature after Anna to get her to get her to stop protecting her. Now she kicks her off into a canoe and kicks her down to the, the giant uh, earth giants. Yeah. Like, that's twice she potentially sent Anna off to her death just to try and stop her from saving her. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Elsa. <laughs> um, let's see. They finally get to the forest. And it, like, pushes... First, they can't get in until Elsa steps up and, like, uses magic to open it up, I guess. She just walked through because she's the fifth spirit, so she's allowed to walk through it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then, if she's the fifth spirit, why are all the spirits attacking her as uh, soon as she comes in? Well, they start being aggressive to her, but they all eventually wind up helping her. Yeah. Like, Gail, the wind spirit, is is guiding her to where they need to go. Well, that's not until, like, she uses her ice powers to defeat them, almost. <laughs> She had a real hard time dealing with the fire spirit. Like, well, yeah, you saw how speedy and cute that thing was. <laughs> but like, she could have—I feel like she could have easily just cut it off by like putting a wall of ice in front of it. Yeah, and like once everyone was out of her way, she could have just like, boom, a lot of ice around her. Yeah, like circle it in. <laughs> also, for a fire spirit, doesn't that? defeat the purpose of it being a, fi- a fire spirit by also like cooling it down and keeping it like cool and stuff like that uh, i don't know i don't know how <laughs> it's gonna work like it's supposed to be a fire spirit but yet the fire is not good for it <laughs> which i am kind of glad that they made it made the fire spirit like uh a lizard yeah especially a uh Oh, I had the name of the lizard in my head, <laughs> and it disappeared. Chameleon. A salamander. Oh, salamander, yes. Yeah, salamanders are known for being attributed to the fire, typically. It was adorable. In mythology. What's that? said it was an adorable fire spirit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so cute. It was a, Supposedly, it was, like, pretty much taken from uh, Tangled, Pascal. Mm-hmm. They just kind of, like... Ripped him from there and just kind of redid it a bit. 
How did they not recognize their mother the first time they saw her as that statue? I mean, it was she, a younger... Well, but the, she had the scarf on that entire time. So you should yeah. have seen the scarf that like first time they noticed instead of like going back, putting the scarf on and be like, hey, wait, isn't this the same exact scarf that we just saw on there? Like, yeah. That should have been an instantaneous realization instead of having someone say, else. Well, they didn't look at her face, but they did. They did look at the face and like the scarf was on her the entire time. So it's not like they couldn't have not seen the scarf. So I really don't know. <laughs> it's just uh, that the other people had to point it out to him first, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which, um, <laughs> Olaf's storytelling now <laughs> of the first movie. That was brilliant. That was the most entertaining part of the entire movie. It was, for sure. It was very accurate, too. <laughs> Seeing that a uh, commander's or Admiral, whatever his... <laughs> Matthias. Yeah, Matthias. <laughs> seeing his reactions to the story. <laughs> he, he was invested. <laughs> it was great. It was. Uh, I, w- I would want Olaf to tell me to reenact every Disney movie well, for me that way. Good thing for you, he actually does. On what? Disney Plus, there's a show where he does that. I'm <laughs> uh, going to need to look at it. What's it I called? forget what it's called. I think it's like Olaf's some, like Magical Tales or something like that. But yeah. I'm going to need to look at that. It's a bunch of episodes of like It's all like five minutes or whatever. But I know he does Little Mermaid. He does Beauty and the Beast. He does a bunch of like Disney like classic movies. And oh it's just my gosh. Him telling the story of it. So enjoy that. <laughs> Which, there is a problem with Olaf doing that kind of storytelling. What? He wasn't there for most of the first movie. He was there for like half of it. That That's very true. If anything. <laughs> I mean, I would assume they filled him in on everything, but like... <laughs> he, he had it a little too accurate. <laughs> I mean... Which, I mean, they do reference the first movie again later on. Yes. When Elsa goes to that frozen river and, you know, we see the like ice sculptures of like everything going on. Yeah. And she hears herself singing and she scoffs at it. And she, <laughs> she scoffs at that. She, uh, Hans is there and she destroys that ice. Yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> I love that they were picking fun at their own their own stuff there. Especially Elsa being embarrassed by let it go. <laughs> Um, that's when the fire spirit attacks. Yes. They, yeah, then the did. Earth Giant shows up, and they had their terrible hiding spots from the Earth Giants. Oh, yeah, but, you know, they didn't get found. I mean, like, Elsa was, what, behind a tree, and Anna's just crouching under a rock? Like, those are the worst hiding spots I've ever seen. Hey, they didn't get found. <laughs> oh, I forgot to write some of the movie down. But... <laughs> Why would they just leave Hans there? No one was like, oh, hey, we know where he went. Uh, what, wait, what? Hans? Not Hans. Kristoff. <laughs> we were just talking about Hans, but I mean, yeah, Kristoff. Why that's... did they just leave Kristoff behind? I mean, Kristoff ran off to do his little marriage proposal thing. But no one in the tribe was like, oh, yeah, we know where he is. I don't know. That whole, again, that was all, all part of, like, the, the weird no one thought this through part. Yeah. 
again, I also bring this up in my my character issues, but the communication between Anna and Kristoff was just like very poorly done Awful. throughout this movie. Anna runs off to go help Elsa. Kristoff goes to run off to set up a marriage proposal. Well, he didn't need to give away the secrets, but he could have told someone like, "Hey, if they wonder where I am, yeah, tell them to meet me here in a little bit." No one, no one, like thought this through at all. And she seems very surprised that he ran. He ran off. He seems very surprised that she ran off, and it's just a very poor. Handling. Well, they kind of just left him there, and he the tribe was ready to take him in. Well, also then, he's like used. Uh, what's the the other guy's name? Ryder. Ryder is that his name? I I feel like that was his name. I forgot to write him down too because he barely. Yes, had it is Ryder. But he he just tells uh him that he's uh Kristoff that he's going to meet up with the tribe. And then Kristoff is like, "Oh, I'll I'll meet up with you." And Ryder's like, "You know where to go, where you're going." And Kristoff says, "Yeah, I know yeah, these I know woods. The woods. You've never been I'm in these woods. In the woods. But he's never been in these woods at all. Like this is a yeah. part of the forest that's never been touched for thirty years. How does he know where he's going? Yeah, he's lost in the woods. No, stop. <laughs> I I don't. That's what the whole song's about. He was lost in the woods. Yeah, he's lost in the woods, all right. I'll, I have a lot to say about that song when we get to the atmosphere. <laughs> but yeah, he, he says he knows where he's going in the spot of the woods that he's never been before. And he does. But he did a really good job proposing <laughs> to the old way. It was that... to the right person this time. <laughs> <laughs> then Elsa and Anna find their their parents' boat. Mm-hmm. And Elsa says that she wants to know what happened to her parents, and then she gets all mad and storms off when she finds out what happened to them. Wouldn't you be a bit pre- like be prepared for that if you're the one that said, "I want to see what happened"? Yeah, well, she wasn't ready to be like, "Oh, they were doing it for her." I mean, yes, I understand it is emotional and stuff like that. But still, it's like you you just said you wanted to know what happened, and <laughs> she couldn't handle the truth. And then that's when she pushes Anna and Olaf away to their deaths. Yes. Potentially. Could have been. Could have wound up a lot worse. <laughs> she got really lucky there. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they did almost die. They almost went in the nose of one of those <laughs> dumb golems. <laughs> well, like I said, like she, that could that could have easily just gone like, flying off the side of a mountain or a cliff or something. And else yeah. would have had no clue. Luckily, they found a cave. They still fell a bit, but <laughs> they, or it was good enough for them to survive. Also, how did Elsa not die during that whole wave sequence? Mm-hmm. Being dragged underwater for like five minutes straight. Because and... plot armor. She's the fifth spirit. <laughs> like, she should have been done there. <laughs> Which, that's when the water horse comes attacking, and then we get a whole bunch of yeehaw. We're going to watch a Western movie now. <laughs> Which. And it can just make a perfectly, like, ice whip. Not whip. Uh, Elsa lasso. can. Huh? Elsa can. Yeah. You said Anna. Oh, I meant Elsa, my bad. <laughs> Elsa can just make a perfect ice lasso and just yeah. lasso like, the horse. Like, freezes and... the horse first. <laughs> and then... Which also shouldn't that have just, like, shoved her down underwater if you turn a water horse into like ice while you're underwater 
Mm-hmm. Shouldn't the weight of that just pushed her down underwater? Nope, apparently. Well, ice floats. I guess. Yeah, that's true. And since <laughs> it wasn't an actual horse, there was no real mass to it, so it was just ice just starting <laughs> to float up again. Um, but she has that's that how I'm gonna take there. it. But you know, we get that whole yeehaw. She wrangles <laughs> up that water horse. We got another a seahorse, if you will. Another <laughs> random song thrown in there. Hey, I like the song. It's a good song, but mm, I don't know. But that's really when it. Elsa learns the truth. Elsa dies. Olaf dies. And then that's when all the issues come in. All the issues <laughs> that we already talked about. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> but yeah, so. We got through that story notes actually decently quick compared to usual. Yeah, because they just kind of showed how not a lot happened during the movie. And then they just kind of crushed everything together at the end. Yeah. They just <laughs> wrap it up without any tape and just like throw it all, shove it all in a ball and like, here's the finish. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have nothing else for story to you. That's that's all I got too. So let's keep things moving then. And all right, go let's to move our on to characters. What you got? I got an eighty-three for characters. I have an eighty-five. Which this is a big jump down from our character score in the original movie because they really did like they made the characters worse. Like they either dumbed down the characters, like gave them less personality, or. You know, they gave them more personality, but it wasn't great. Or, or they made them more of a villain. And yeah. <laughs> Elsa is still constantly keeping stuff from Anna here. We see that even in the beginning of the movie, she doesn't tell Anna about the voices that she's hearing. She doesn't cure into that. She's still preventing her from helping her any chance that she can help her. She's just being very selfish throughout the entire movie. Well, she, she was very selfish like that the first movie. She was, yes. But, like, it's even worse in this movie, I feel. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it's cool that she wants to, like, keep her sister safe, but there's pushing like her away to her death does not count as keeping her safe. Yeah. She legit put her in more danger than if she would have, like, well, potentially put her in more danger than if she would have just let her come along and help her. Like, yeah. That's not how, like, a relationship is supposed to work between you two. And then a lot of the times, Anna was, like, not using her head. Yeah, they really turned Anna, like, I really hated what they did to Anna in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they dumbed her down a lot. They made her well one everything she was like sven was saying she was taking so literally like you mean christoph yeah i keep <laughs> i wrote him in the notes that time as as sven so that was my fault but yes she was taking everything christoph said so literally like the whole you're gonna die Which, like, i will say the whole like you think i'm crazy and she's like going crazy and it's like uh no no I mean, I mean, you were. <laughs> it was funny, but like the way they made it seem is like that's how like their relationship has been for the past three years. Like, how did they yeah. ever make it any? Like, how did they ever progress as a couple with their relationship was like this the entire because time? Because they love each other, so they're going to work things <laughs> out together. That is the key to a real relationship, people. 
I'm just being real now. They they turned Kristoff into a bumbling buffoon throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Like, he can't form any sentences. He can't say anything. I mean, I, we get it. He's nervous. He's Grant, yes. ready to propose. He has the, the excuse of trying to propose, but, like, it just does not work. Like, their relationship does not seem to be working throughout the entire movie. Yeah, no. And it's like, how are they... How are they doing anything? Uh, the communication was terrible. Oh yeah, like we said, they like all they had to do was say, "Hey, come find me over here, or I'll be there." Yeah, like, uh, "Hey, honey, and, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go over here to talk about like reindeer stuff." Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he found someone who's as obsessed with reindeers as he is. Yes. Speaking of reindeers. Zven hardly did anything in this movie. No, except for at the beginning. That's it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really add anything from Sven. That's a little uh, sad to me. <laughs> they did add a bit more character to Olaf this time, which is oh, the yeah, only like, kind of character progression that they they actually made. He can read now. He can read. He has. He forms more thoughts. He has more emotions now. He can get mad, like you said. Yeah. Like, he's actually showing himself as, like, a, a live character. Yeah. As this I'll was say. This was basically, like, Pinocchio becoming a real boy. It was, like, the first movie all off was just basically a puppet, and now he's a real boy. <laughs> yeah. That's the best kind of, like, analogy I can make out of it. <laughs> New, That's newer honestly the well, only characters I wrote down because the, the new, rest... newer characters didn't really add much. Yeah, exactly. Matthias was there for a little bit. He kind of just like showed he was willing to help Aaron down no matter what. But like the the most he had there was showing that that troop has been stuck there the whole time. Yeah, I mean there was that little tiny bit of him asking Anna about. If that person, that lady was still in the village and if she was still married. And that was like the most personality we got out of him for the most part. Well, no, we also got whenever Olaf was telling his story. Oh, yes. Well, that <laughs> would be emotion, I would say. <laughs> well, yeah. More more emotion than personality. Uh, the, the elder, I don't know if she had a name. The elder lady from the North from Elder the tribe. tribe. Mm-hmm. Again, she didn't have much to her either. Didn't didn't really add much except for speaking for the Ultra Tribe and stuff like that. And then the two from, two others from the tribe, Honey Marin, Honey Marin Rider, and Rider, just very brief, like friends. They did something for, with this story, I guess, kind of, but not really. They were just kind of like shoulders for Elsa, and they were like Kristoff to lean on for like a split second. They were sign arrow signs, basically showing them where they should go. Yeah, and then I guess you could kind of like call the spirits characters the fire spirit. The yeah, the fire spirit was the only one that they really showcased. The, well, the... no, there was Gale. You know, well, quotations Gale. Yeah. That's what Olaf named it. But like Gale had a little bit of like personality to it a little not... bit of a playful personality but that's about it and then the horse and stone golems they they're had no golems. personalities yeah. until the end when they were friendly all of a sudden mm -hmm. which they didn't explain that at all but yeah 
they just kind of ruined a lot of the characters here and took a lot of the stuff that we liked about the characters and removed it, added some more stuff that we don't like about the characters. I'm still calling Elsa a villain here. I don't yeah. like in the in the scheme of villains, like I think we can say she would be under Owl, but she's still there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh that is all I have for characters though. That is all I have also. So then let's keep things moving and go to visuals. Alright. For visuals, have? I put mine at a ninety-nine. I also have a 99 for my visuals here. Hey, yo, there we go. You know, I, I almost put it up to that 100, but I mean, I wasn't sure yet. Yeah, I, I'm also like right there on that point. I did I'm have like to... still I had, even thinking like, should I have made that 100? Well, I had mine at a 98 originally, which was like my high, tied with all my highest originally. I have Bolt at 98. I have, I think, Big... Big Hero 6 at 98, and, like, I haven't gone over 98 yet, but I'm like, the attention to detail that they put in this movie, and the amount of stuff that was in this, I'm like, I have to give it that extra little notch. The amount of detail that was put in, from the way the wind was blowing on character's hair, to the lighting and the shadows, and, like, every little droplet of water, it's just, like, you can tell how much they put into this movie. And mm-hmm. it was just so visually pleasing throughout the entire movie. I'm going to put the obvious one out of the way first. The water looked good. <laughs> Obviously, yes. The water was incredible throughout the entire movie. And Which, then it helped that it, we had a water spirit this time. Yes. But all the water throughout the entire movie. Uh, it, also, you know, it was going to be a great thing when the final ending sequence was going to involve water. Mm-hmm. Like the the dam breaking was just look just absolutely incredible, and all that water flowing through, and then the they used the water for the the frozen memories when they were on the boat. All those water droplets were coming together. That, to that was really cool. And when Elsa was trying to get over the sea and get through the waves and all yes. that, that that looked really nice. Uh, all of the autumn slash fall vibes were beautiful. Mm-hmm. To we look could at. tell, you know, they were talking about how like, oh, summer's over and the season's changing. We see all the all the colorful leaves in the background and all the the foliage. Oh, it was beautiful. I love fall foliage. So like, oh yeah, that's also gonna just play a sweet spot in my sweet spot in my heart. But like, it all just looked incredible. Um, yeah, it looked amazing. Um, all the spirits, yes, like different aspects of the spirits looked good. The the wind spirit blowing around, the the, the fire spirit, the fire spirit jumping with all around the fire. with its purple flames, and all the flames, the uh, water spirit, and yes. you know water. Uh, and then the earth spirits just looked cool. You mean the earth giants? Yeah, Earth Giants. Is... <laughs> they did look really cool. I like them. And that chase sequence with Anna and the Earth Giants was also really cool. Oh, yeah. When they were chasing her through the forest. And then Kristoff and Sven come along and pick Anna up. And that was a really like well-done like cinematic piece. Oh, yeah. Like the camera angles following them and chasing them through. And 
also when also was freezing the wind spirit was really cool oh yeah. she's in the big circle of wind Just her entire her fights with all of the spirit or well yes. the three spirits that she fought she didn't really encounter the earth giants no the the feast looked delicious in the oh, beginning of the yes. movie <laughs> all um, that food looks so you know into the unknown yes into the unknown was the wonderful. visuals for that song especially in the end whenever she's like throwing the ice magic I, around and yeah, the ice silhouettes are coming in there and the ice is just like kind of showing what all's about to happen like everything yes. about that forest that was that was beautifully done all of the magic that was in this route as well looked really the cool. magic looked better than it did in the original movie mm-hmm. i agree and there was a lot Showing more that, of it you know she time. got better control and she's been practicing her magic and it wasn't even just like her frozen ice magic either. There was like other magic that was happening throughout as well. It was almost that. like light. Yes. Well, then she, when she w- awakens the enchanted forest or whatever, all those ruins are floating in the air. Mm-hmm. And then they come shattering down. They come shattering down, and then you see those lights over in the distance. Mm-hmm. There was. The the Olaf song when I went when I'm older, mm-hmm. the, I really loved the, the synchronization they did between the audio and the visuals there. Him movement, him moving to the music and the music playing off of what was happening on screen. They did a great job of like working those together and playing the visuals off of the the, the music and his song as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I. So I actually really enjoyed the song um, Lost in the Woods. And I liked how it looked like he was shooting a music video. <laughs> I I did enjoy that. Visually, it, was it was almost fun. like that was supposed to be a comic relief kind of. Uh, I do have a lot so to say about moment. that still when we get to that later. But visually, it looked fun. Visually, the, the... it was fun. Like seeing the reindeers like show up at the end like it was a queen music. It was, yeah, it was it supposed was to be Rhapsody. like parroting the Bohemian Rhapsody video and stuff <laughs> like that. It looked fun. Uh, the the Show Yourself song. What Elsa? Elsa. They had Elsa her running through the ice tunnel, which looked really looked cool, really good, as and well then, as you know the ice memories. The I I call it like the wall of memories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what I had it written down as. That was awesome. With all the memories of her mother, her past, everything that happened in the... And, you know, she has another, like, good dress transformation Mm -hmm. animation. Yeah. Again, so many great visuals throughout this entire movie. And the character design was always, like, wonderful again. Yeah, of course. Wait, I mean, it's still all the same characters, but the, the addition of the art giants was a fun one. Well, even our and the returning characters had a little bit of a, you know, it looked like they definitely matured a little bit within yes. three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much else for the visuals. That's pretty much all I have as well. Well, then I'm ready to move on. All right, let's move to atmosphere. I have a 92 for my atmosphere. I have mine at a 98. All right. Here's here's my issue with the atmosphere. A lot of the great songs, they are they are wonderful songs. 
most of the songs followed the same formula as the last movie. They all had very similar setups. They had similar breakdowns, like, to the way they were written and to the way they sounded. Like, if you look at that first song, uh, the one that Anna sung. Uh, all, no. Um... I have these. Some things never change. Yeah, some things never change. I that... put all is found in the right. Wrong. <laughs> no, no, I put that in the right place. Yeah, some things never change is the first song. That basically well, sounded like... all is found as the first song. Huh? You know the lullaby? Oh, yes, technically. That is the first song. But I'm talking about the some things never change. Mm-hmm. That sounded exactly like a song that was just taken from the first movie. Like, the way it was set up, the way it's it was sung. You know, you have it was sung like different part verses. of a song, and then it seems like Elsa's singing a different song that combines with it. Yeah, different verses following the different characters, which is a fun concept, but again, it's just well, repetitive. I mean, you know, we talked so highly about the first movie soundtrack, and they knew that it was an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. So they didn't really want to change too much about it. It's just, it's like they released the same exact album with different songs. Which, like, of course, Into um, the Unknown Into is basically replacing basically Let It Go. Let It Go, as well as uh, Show Yourself is replaced. <laughs> it's almost like yes, Let It Go. Also. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all very similar structured, very similar tunes. When I'm older is like in summer. Yes. It was also very similar to that. Uh, the other issue is that some of it just felt kind of unnecessary out of place. Reindeer are better than people. My big example of that. It's a yeah, wonderful song. It's absolutely it's a, a great song. It's a callback to the first movie. It's a song that he always sings to Sven. So he's but, singing it here. It just felt so out of place in the spot that they were singing it. And, like, I feel like it could have been done. Like, that whole story he was telling there didn't necessarily need to be done in the song of, like, in a song form. Oh, no, I liked it. You know, it goes into that, and then it goes into Kristoff's 80s power ballad. Yeah, like, I don't know. That just felt so out of place for the movie, and it didn't fit in the movie itself. Oh no, I liked it. This, for me, this felt like it was the same same kind of feeling that I had with The Jungle Book, where they were just kind of throwing songs in there for the sake of throwing a song in there. Well, yeah, but they're good songs. Like, yes, they are good songs, but like, again, that, what was that other Elsa song at the end when she's riding the horse and stuff like Show that? Show Yourself. Show Yourself. A great, another, again, a great song, but just kind of like felt like they just threw that in there just to have another song in that spot. Mm, yeah. But like, yeah, it's a Disney movie, so they're like, we need to throw more songs in. This is like the opposite of my complaint that I've had in a lot of the other movies where I'm like, they all they needed was to throw like that one good song in there to, to fix it. Now it's like, now they're just overdoing it for the sake of the fact that they're actually doing it now. So, lesson learned. Quit complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I've got complaints for everything. Um, I will say um, they put in uh, 
and I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I always do. Welly, Welly, na 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 hey na. Yeah, that that song. Yes, I really like the arrangement they did at the beginning. While they're showing, you know, the Disney castle being brought in and all that. That was great. Yes, and then I don't know if you heard it, but at the end of that, they did a little bit of "Do you want to build a snowman?" I did notice that. Yes. And I was like, oh, I didn't catch this my very first time watching this movie. I also noticed that the beginning of Into the Unknown is also pretty much the same introduction to Do You Want to Build a Snowman? So, dun, 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 dun. Which, because I'd, I'd actually noticed that. Just in a different, like, modulation, modulated key. Yeah, I noticed that in Disney Dreamlight Valley, because every time I'm playing it and that song comes on, I think it's Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And then it just turns out to be Into the Unknown. I'm like... Wait, that's the same same beginning. How is that not in the Annabelle Snowman? But yeah, it's it's very similar beginning to that. And then we have that lullaby, which whenever I have kids of my own, I'm gonna be singing that lullaby to them. <laughs> I, I will admit I did like Anna's version of it better than her mother's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was still a great like her mother did have a great voice, but like I, I just preferred Anna's singing of that song over yeah. it um and then speaking of anna's song we have uh the next right thing oh, her her motivational song <laughs> which i mean originally like my very first time watching this movie way back when it came out yeah i was like eh, it's not that good but now it's like you know i'm thinking about it it's a really great song it's such a great song i love that song it's incredible mm -hmm. And it's really well done. And it actually does fit that moment as well. Yeah. Because it's like such She's a... almost giving up hope, but she knows she has to push forward and yeah. save Arendale. Mm -hmm. uh, also, just the the Aurora thing throughout the entire movie, the, the calling from yeah. the forest was really nice to hear. It's really nice. <laughs> and then I have some about that that I'll just get into entertainment. That what? made me laugh thinking oh. about it. Okay. I did love the credit versions of the songs as well, though. The Panic oh, at the yeah. Disco and To the Panic Unknown the disco. is wonderful. And, and the Weezer. Weezer doing Lost in the Woods. I, I love both of those bands, so obviously <laughs> I'm going to like and oh, really yeah. enjoy those covers. But like, You know, Brandon Urie does crazy things with his singing. Uh, he just nails that song so, so great. And then Weezer's kind of just laid back rock tone. <laughs> I love Weezer so much. Listening to them doing Lost in the Woods made me think of Buddy Holly. <laughs> of all songs. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I just feel like they, they kind of drew a bit too much in here that or like stuff that didn't need to be thrown in there. Mm -hmm. Voice acting was incredibly done again as well. Like and again, voice. 92 is still a really high score. Oh, yeah. And then but, just the rest of the soundtrack was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Per I just, usual. I just feel like they could have improved upon this a little bit more. Mm, yeah. And, I mean, there were some really good sound effects, too. Yeah. There was a lot of good sound effects. Um, If we got nothing else, let's move on to entertainment. Mm, yeah. Let's, let's do it. All right. For my entertainment, I have an 80. I have an 84 for my entertainment score. Okay, four-point difference. Yeah, back to the four points. Same four points, actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> As we had for our story. You know, it's a good movie. It's decent. But this time I wasn't like all that excited to watch this movie like I have in the past few movies. Like I, I still enjoyed this movie. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie, but it's definitely not the same caliber as the past ones that we've seen. I definitely would not put it in my personal top tens. Uh, it's like I was it's funny I was looking at when I was giving this score well I was trying to come up with my entertainment score for this and I was comparing it to my other stuff this is my first entertainment score under a 90 since meet the Robinsons oh my goodness so like we've had a huge string of movies that were just absolutely incredible to watch and great to watch mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this isn't there either it's just and it, it didn't quite hit like the past several movies you we watched also, to be fair, Wreck-It Ralph last week, I would say, doesn't sit where it should sit with my entertainment score. But I had to acknowledge how much they put into that movie and how much, mm-hmm. like, put, like, references and jokes and all that stuff. What As a film, would I call it one of my favorite films? No, I wouldn't no. say it sits where it is actually sitting. But, I like, you can't ignore what they did with that movie and how they put it together. Where this one, they kind of put it together a little sloppy. Yeah. Uh, it it definitely feels just like it's only a sequel. Mm-hmm. Which, again, this is probably why I was not looking forward to, to watching it so much throughout the week. And I was like, kind of, eh, do I have to watch this movie? I, uh. Yeah, that's but, about how I was. <laughs> again, it's not horrible. There's, we've seen much worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did throw out uh, most of the entertainment stuff came from Olaf oh, wow. again, which was again his storytelling, and then his whole yeah. his whole introduction to Samantha was hilarious. That, which that's what I was about to say. The <laughs> me the thing that people reference the most that I hear from this movie, I don't even know a Samantha. Which also, as a fun fact, that was all improvised by Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. Like. I loved it. He just threw that in there and it stuck so hard and it became a thing throughout like most of the movie. He kept going back to it and like it was and then just... um when it, it's Anna who's like, oh, Olaf, Olaf, what's that thing you always say? Oh, you mean advancing our technology is both our savior and our doom? <laughs> no, no, not that one. one. <laughs> the stuff about the water. <laughs> Now, all his fun facts were absolutely great. Again. And they were all true. They were all true, which is even better. Which I like when they brought up uh, not taking a nap during a long trip <laughs> causes insanity. He's like, that's not true. I'll look it up later. <laughs> that, that part and then the next great. scene we see him like sawn logs, snoozing away. <laughs> then... uh. When Elsa was trying to sing the song to to call out to it, and he's singing along with it. That's what I was going to talk about. (laughs) She's kind of off key. She's kind of off key. Meanwhile, he's singing horrendously. Yeah, yeah, she is. (laughs) And then then just, he's he's trying to figure out life. And, of course, we see some, like, seriousness from him in this movie also. Like, yeah, when he's flurrying away. Yes. I forgot to mention that in the visuals as well. That looked absolutely incredible. That flooring looked his, really good. His snowflakes flying away and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it was so sad. 
like he was giving that like serious speech and I was crying during all that. <laughs> it was very emotional. Um, I didn't write too much in this one. No, I mean, again, it was lacking a lot of stuff. It they, was mostly Olaf who made this entertaining. Olaf made it entertaining. The, the fire spirit was pretty adorable. Mm-hmm. And like, I liked his whole bit. Wish they would like how they kept referencing the first movie. Yes, Olaf's retelling of the first movie was absolutely incredible. Retelling the first movie, Elsa going through those ice memories and like. No, he Olaf gives us another post-credit scene again too. Mm Hmm. Which wasn't as good as the first post-credit scene, but no. Also, the credits and this, the visuals in the credits were dumbed down a lot compared to yeah. what we've been seeing in the credits lately. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got nothing else for entertainment. Alright, then let's give our overall scores. Alright, what you got? I have an 88.4 for my overall score. I need to check something. Hold on. I'm, I want to make sure I did my math right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Because you think you have an 88.4 also? Hold on. I'm doing quick math here. Quick maths. Two plus two. I have an 88.4. Hey. (laughs) This whole time I was thinking we're going to have different scores. There's no way we're going to. That's hilarious. I mean, to be fair, I did drop my score quite a bit. And we were the first time we were discussing this movie. I had my scores a lot higher. And you were telling me how much that like we, we might actually have a drastic like opinion on this one and i was thinking like oh hey it's about time this is gonna be the first movie where we have like this big difference (laughs) in scores like and i did i had a lot of my scores a lot higher before watching it the second time and like truly seeing how bad not how bad but like how many issues there were and how many how much stuff that they kind of messed up and how much that could have been improved upon in this movie and they just kind of step took steps down in this movie instead of going up yeah, and except for visuals, visuals the only was the visuals only thing they actually improved yes. upon. But for us to get the same score again, that's, look that's at us go! Hilarious! <laughs> I love how in sync we've become in these last few movies. Like, My gosh, that's well hilarious. Again, uh, not a terrible movie. No. I wouldn't recommend. Like, I okay, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not going to personally it's, put it in a movie that I'm like going to be like, yo, hey, let's watch this movie. It's worth to watch for at least once. Maybe, like, again, if you're fe- really feeling into it, like some of the like songs. Like, if you want to watch both like Frozen movies before the third one yeah. comes out. <laughs> 88 is a really high score, surprisingly, for this movie. It does not feel like yeah. it deserves that high of a score. Visuals saves it a lot. Visuals atmosphere saves it a lot. Atmosphere saves it. That's about it. But again, not the worst. It's not home on range. So like there's that. <laughs> Thank God it's not home on the range. <laughs> but um I'm excited for this next movie because I have yet to see it. I also have never seen this, and this is the last released dis- like can- canonical Disney movie that I have not seen yet. Oh. That you have not seen yet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, because like, we've uh, seen everything already now, except for I've seen Encanto already, so and Strange World has Ray or Raya. I I keep switching it. I believe it's 
Raya. We'll know how to say it once we watch the movie. Yeah. I mean, I also kept having that same issue during the first Frozen episode. I kept switching back and forth between Anna and Anna. Anna, Anna. Even because, like, she, mm-hmm. her name in the movie is technically Anna. But, like, I'm just so used to saying Anna. But it's spelled that, Anna. Yeah. Um, so, and that's how, like, most people pronounce it. So, like, during the first mo- like the first episode, I'm just constantly switching back and forth between Anna and Anna. This I like one, I think, think I added Anna be... for the most part. For this, for it, I like to think that, you know, they were trying to just go with Anna, but <laughs> someone said Anna, and they're like, you know, <laughs> we're sticking with it. I mean, it could also have any something to do with, like, Norwegian pronunciation or, like, something to yeah, do with that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm just like kind of bullshitting that right now but like <laughs> uh, yeah that's true it's it's but, a possible uh, excuse next week we are hitting raya yes. or raya and yes. the last dragon the the last movie in canonical releases that we have neither neither one of us seen because i've seen Encanto so far yeah and yeah we, well, we have not come out yet yeah so I'm excited to to actually see this one. I've been putting it off and putting it off. For... Yeah, I've been waiting just for this podcast. Be like, Same. I'm gonna watch this fresh. I'm doing it also with a Pixar movie. Yeah, uh, Luca. I have not seen Loki yet. I also Which, that's at the end of that list. Also, <laughs> I haven't seen the last few Pixar films because I still haven't seen Lightyear yet, and I still haven't seen Turning Red. Oh, I Which... haven't seen Lightyear yet either. So there we go. <laughs> I'm going to watch those before we actually get to those, though. I'm not going to. I might also. I've been wanting to watch them. I just haven't gotten around to it. This one I was personally saving for this podcast. Mm-hmm. The other ones, Which, eh, I'll, I'll watch that early. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there will be singing, because I feel like yeah. we would have at least heard about this song. I do, I do believe this is more of a cinematic movie again. I feel like we would have heard the songs if it had yeah. singing in it. I don't. I honestly know nothing about this movie except that it's a dra- based. On, it has something to do with a dragon. <laughs> then that's just based off of the title yeah. and like the cover art. Like I know there's a green dragon on the cover of the poster or whatever. And then there's a girl who I'm guessing is yeah. Ray or Raya. Yes, but that's about it. Yeah, I got, that is. I got nothing else. All I know about this movie, I know nothing else. So we're going completely fresh into this movie, which is going to be great because now we don't, we won't have any predetermined notions of the movie. We won't have to... like that nostalgia factor of, oh yeah, I remember watching this when it came out. Exactly, or it... it's going to be an absolute fresh opinion that we can form instantly while watching it. Because like even in Kanto, we've seen and we know that we like. I know at least I love that movie. So going into it, I'm going to be a little bit more biased when it comes mm-hmm. to grading it and scoring and stuff like that. So, which I don't know. This, what if this next movie is our number one? It's completely possible. I mean, that's the I, exciting part. Like we don't know, it could be our number one, but also it could be like our dead bottom movie. Like there's I mean, a that's... reason we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what's been so great about this podcast as we're finding all these movies that we haven't seen before and are becoming our top new movies and like stuff that we weren't expecting to be so high on our list of becoming like yeah like some of our i haven't watched oliver and company before this podcast then yeah. that that's, was a fresh surprise for me that's one of my new favorite movies honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of the biggest surprises of this movie like this podcast which again reminder 
once we are done with this first wave of movies, we're going to have an award episode, kind yeah. of. We're going to do an award ceremony, giving out like favorite characters, favorite movies, favorite songs, all kinds of stuff. If you have any suggestions for what awards we should give, send them in to us. We're working on our list still for what we want to do with that. But if you have any good suggestions for an award you want to hear, let us like know. Any kind of suggestion. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we're already going to do this one. Like, if you want to be like, hey, well, who's y'all's best princess? Yeah. Best villain kind of deal, mm-hmm. you know. Best yeah. plot twist. We're we're probably going to have most of the basic stuff covered, but like in case we forget something or in case there's something out of the box that you want us to do, let us know. We'd love to hear your suggestions for what awards you want to hear us do. And let us know if there's anything that you want to hear more of from the podcast, like if you want us to even come up with our own conspiracies. I don't think we're going to do it, <laughs> but... I mean, I could easily do that if I wanted to, but... Did you know no. that in Frozen 2... It's actually pronounced frozen I I because <laughs> Elsa has two eyes. <laughs> oh god. You know, Charlie does this thing every t- he started doing it after I started giving them these bad conspiracies way back in the beginning when we first started doing conspiracy theory. And he just uses this really terrible voice and he comes up with these really terrible conspiracies <laughs> and it drives I, I me. I can nuts. do it for every movie if y'all want me and... to start doing it. <laughs> but yeah. We're, we have our award show coming up. Strange World comes out that same week that we're supposed to be, well, the week before we're supposed to be recording for it. I'm assuming we're not going to actually cover it yet. I'm going to say, we'll see. Like, if it goes straight to Disney Plus, maybe? It's not going straight to Disney Plus. I yeah. know that for sure. Okay, then I, we'll I probably would... just wait for it to be out on Disney Plus so that we actually have time to... I could definitely catch out, get out to the movies and see it, but we, I like it would be an un- promise that with my work schedule. Also, it would be a very unprepared episode. Like we don't want to half-ass this episode and like not be able to take notes and not be able to score properly and not give it the full treatment. So we we don't want to rob you of that experience as well. Yeah. So what we'll most likely do for that is wait until it's Disney Plus released before we can give you that episode. And we will do that for the rest of the the movies that come out in the Disney Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Like this is right now, this will be the end of season one, but it's never going to fully end as long as they're still releasing movies. Yeah, like once that comes in, we'll pause whatever season we're in and be like, we'll go, hey, yeah. here's this. Mm-hmm. But for now, this will be the end of season one. We'll do our award show. We're gonna take a few weeks off to. record a couple of Pixar episodes so we have some stuff ready in the bank and just kind of give ourselves a little break for going into season two. Yeah. So we'll get more into like how long we're going to be on our break on the last episode of the podcast. But we're having a lot of fun. It's kind of amazing that we're already almost, we have two more movies. I I cannot believe that we've made it this far already. Like two more movies. We've, we've, Almost seen every single Disney movie that has been released so far. In the... Almost every Disney animated studios. Yeah. We shouldn't say every Disney movie. Cause... Well, can- canonical movie. Yeah. In, the, in the, the Disney cinematic universe, we have one movie left that we haven't seen that's been released at least. One that we haven't seen and then one that we know we love. Exactly. So 
This has been a lot of fun. I'm really glad that we've been going on this journey together. We hope that you've been enjoying it as well. And, you know, just give us your thoughts on this whole podcast. Let us know which episode has been your favorite. We might bring it up in our award ceremony. Yes. My personal one is Winnie the Pooh. That's that's a good one. That's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> the 2011 Winnie the Pooh. Yes. The the newer Winnie the Pooh was well, we had a blast doing that episode. <laughs> but yeah. Uh let us know your feedback. Let us know what if you want to hear more of stuff that we're doing, hear less of certain things, and let us know how we, how we can improve everything. But uh until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.